You're listening to The Bossy Type, your unconventional how-to for building a bold business or personal brand through the power of words and sometimes other creative stuff. I'm Elise, director and head writer of Bossy Copywriting, home of bold clients, funny writers and the occasional swear word. Every Tuesday, I'll be sharing my bite-sized wisdom, quizzing creative experts and chatting with the brands you wish you were. So make a f***ing margarita and join me for The Bossy Type where we make words and brands our bitch. Before we get started, a quick PSA. Head to bossycreative.com to download my very free, very juicy guide to building a bold brand. It's packed with loads of tips from Bossy's favorite creative experts and covers everything from copywriting to graphic design to social media to marketing to everything else. Okay, hit subscribe now because we all know you're going to forget and let's get started. Hey, welcome to episode 29 of The Bossy Type. Question for you, do you like Vegemite? Or do you despise Vegemite and cannot understand people that like it? I personally love Vegemite, but I've definitely met people that hate it and the people that hate it really hate it, (laughs) like they get upset by it. If you like Vegemite, where do you store it? Do you store it in the fridge or the pantry? And if you store it in the pantry... Do you think that people that store their Vegemite in the fridge are complete psychopaths? I'm going to assume you're nodding your head right now. Don't worry, this episode is not sponsored by Vegemite, although Vegemite, if you're listening, hit me up, but it is an amazing example for today's topic. People are extremely passionate about Vegemite, whether they love it or hate it, and where it's stored, and that's because Vegemite is one of the most polarizing products of all time. What would you do if somebody called you or your brand polarizing? Would you be really offended or would you wear it like a badge of honor? I don't think many people would be over the moon at being called polarizing, but in my opinion, it is a huge compliment. In fact, I think it can be the best thing to happen to your brand. Being called polarizing, no matter how insulting it might feel at the time, gives you a major advantage in your space if you use it wisely. You see, the trouble with being polarizing is that people immediately assume that polarizing means it's negative or controversial, but as the president of the Polarization Club, I'm here to let you know that is definitely not the case. If you listened to episode four, What the Fuck is Tone of Voice and Where Do I Get One?, you'll remember my friend Liz. So I emailed Liz about potentially teaming up together with her agency, but Liz wasn't having a bar of it. She emailed me back a very long but very courteous email explaining why we weren't a good fit. At the top of the list was that Bossy is very polarizing, probably because I have a big slogan on my front page of my website that says, we make words our bitch. At first, I have to admit I was insulted and I felt really disheartened. I thought that this person was telling me that they didn't like the brand that I had spent four years slaving over. But after bitching to all my friends and family about it, I kind of came to a realization that it wasn't intended to be rude. Like I said, very courteous email. It was just that we all have a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to being called polarizing because like I said, it comes off as negative or controversial. So I started looking at it through a different lens. And after a while, I realized that being polarizing is by far my biggest point of difference. 
And the more I amplify it, the more it works in my favor. So now I wave it like a flag. Lately, I've had a few conversations with clients about this exact thing. I had one this morning, actually, and it's become very clear that people really want their brand to reflect their personality and stand out from the crowd, but they're hesitant or nervous because they fear they're cutting themselves off from potential customers. They think if they speak really confidently or use a swear word or use unusual color combos or they be themselves, some people might not like it and they won't buy from them. Do you think like this? It's pretty common. So to try and change your mind, I'm going to share with you five ways that being polarizing can actually blow up your brand in a good way. (laughs) Number one, you're way more noticeable. At the end of the day, if you're polarizing, you're going to catch people's attention way more than if you weren't. In this day and age, this is definitely not an easy thing to do. People try their hardest to stand out through social media campaigns or the products that they sell and all sorts of other things, but this doesn't really mean anything if they don't have a strong, authentic brand that draws people in in the first place to actually view those products. By showing up and being real, whether that's polarizing or not, you're already miles ahead of your competition. People will stand up and take notice and listen to what you have to say or sell. Number two, you'll only attract the right clients. Look, you can't please everyone. You're not pizza. And if you try to appeal to everyone, you're going to appeal to no one. So instead, you really need to narrow down your target audience almost to one person, almost until it feels too niche, so you can tailor your messaging to them precisely. If, like me, that message happens to be kind of polarizing or borderline controversial, so be it. There will always be people that connect with your message, whatever it is, and when they read your copy or see your content, they're going to feel as though you've read their mind, which you kind of have because you understand them so well. By being polarizing, you will lure in the right clients and customers that are super aligned with your brand and vision and values, and you'll deter those that aren't, which is a good thing. Even though you're losing those customers, I repeat, it is a good thing. For more on attracting clients by niching down, I would highly recommend you go back and listen to episode 17. It is all about the magic of niching down and how this will actually make you more money and bring on more clients. Number three, you will build a loyal AF community. So those dream clients and customers we were just speaking about, they're going to feel so connected and understood by your brand if you're real and authentic, even if that is polarizing, that I guarantee they'll become loyal fans, social media followers, and hopefully even regular customers. If you think about the cult brands that you love or the communities that you're a part of, generally they are super targeted and supportive. Nobody wants to be a part of a community that feels lukewarm and doesn't really have a message behind it. So it's really important to figure out what your message is or your ethos is and what your personality is and then transfer this into your platforms to create a community that feels connected to that message. If your brand is polarizing, you're going to draw in the people who felt like they didn't belong anywhere else until you came along. Number four, it shows confidence and conviction. When you communicate clearly and confidently about your area of expertise, it shows that you're 
not only passionate about the topic and that you love what you do, but it also shows that you know exactly what you're talking about and you're an expert in your field. You're not dancing around the facts or hiding behind a screen or too shy to share your opinion on something. Instead, you're certain of who you are, you're authentic, you're experienced, knowledgeable, and you can be trusted. Honestly, there is nothing good about trying to please everyone. It doesn't work. It just works against you. All of those people aren't going to buy from you. And then the people that you do want to attract will no longer feel connected to you. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation. When you're not sure of your personality or it's not genuine, probably because you're trying not to piss people off or you don't want to speak your mind, you're not really expressing your brand or any of your messaging. This type of confidence, on the other hand, is super appealing to your audience. And lastly, number five, you'll make more sales. This is the one we've all been waiting for. Yes, contrary to popular belief, being polarizing can actually make you more money. How? Well, it's kind of a combination of everything we've covered. So firstly, people will find you and notice you more. They're not just going to brush past your website or brush past your social feed. You're going to grab their attention. They're going to stop in their tracks and maybe even start exploring your brand. When they do that, they're probably going to buy a product or book in a service because they feel like you've read their mind. More importantly, these people will be your dream clients. So your products or services are going to speak to them directly, but you will also enjoy working with them more because they align with your values. There's also a strong community that will want to buy into your brand. And lastly, you're speaking with authentic confidence and conviction because you're being your true self, which only comes from knowing who you are and being proud of it, regardless of the people that you're deterring. These elements will combine to basically make your brand and its products and services completely irresistible to the right people, which will lead to more sales and more bookings. And that is why I'm basically constantly telling people to stop stifling their personality or their brand's personality in order to be accepted by everyone. It just doesn't work. It's far better for your sanity, for your business goals, for building loyal followers, for your bank balance, for everything else to be an individual and express this through every single part of your brand. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bossy Type. If you haven't already, tap the subscribe button for new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you got something out of this episode, I'd love it if you could rate, review, share on Instagram, text your friends, tell the whole world, all the things. In the meantime, come hang out with me on Instagram at bossy.copywriting or at Elise Elise, spelled A-L-Y-C-E. Bye.